podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. A domestic version of the Touchline Media Group because we are going back to our roots. We are talking about Michigan football. Uh, we haven't talked about Michigan football in a while. Um, some could say that we swept it under the rug. We pretended that it wasn't happening. We ignored it, and then we'll come out with a statement months later, pretending that we learned something. Who's to say how we deal with things at Michigan football? I am your host, Lisa, <laughs> a.k.a. The Twig. I am joined by my esteemed co-host, Napoleon Gregg, as well as our uh, local Michigan expert uh, and non-resident, uh, Nerd Angus. Um, before we, oh, I'm calling episode, it steamed here. Uh, Me, I mean, I'm steamy. Yeah. It's hot here. I, I was actually going to say that uh, he looks like he had he had uh, benefited from the hurricane, um, which would increase the humidity uh, where he is. Um, so, That's not how weather works. Uh, it's absolutely how weather works. Wait, yeah, is, I don't, I don't need, I don't need, is it a, I don't need the Beltway guy to tell me uh, tell me how weather works. Okay, look out here in real America, weather works uh, the uh-huh. way that we say it does. I'm just saying. In in real America, you're calling Southern California real America? Uh, I would say that we have more Americans in Southern California than we do in most other parts of the country. So I would say that Southern California is more real America than any other part of America. Oh, I mean, I don't boy. think Here that that go. argument really tracks, but I, I see where he's trying to go with this. Yeah. I don't I, like I it. Could, <laughs> I could see how it tracks. I don't... Yeah. I'm just saying, like... <laughs> If we're gonna like, I, I that's what I always thought was interesting about like the concept of real Americans. Like, there are a lot more Americans who live in New York than LA than the rest of the country. So, like, why wouldn't those people be the quote real Americans? Now, am I saying that American fight for the rights of every man? Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, Hulk Hogan aside, uh, did I say who we were brought to you by? Nope. Smith. I don't remember. <laughs> Well, Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever blue decides to put in, bird dog shorts, um, which you can wear in a hurricane, I'm told. Anyways, um, so uh, we are here to talk about, uh, we are here to talk about the wonder that is Michigan football. And before we get started, um, I do want to ask what I believe to be a pertinent question to our, to our Michigan uh, expert, who's going to be leading much of this conversation. Um, uh-huh. And, and I, I'm glad to see that he's as focused as he looks. Um, oh, I totally am focused. So, like on hypo- Zelda, yeah. Zelda, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, newer yeah, than know, newer than um, hypothetically, nerd Angus, if yes. you had an opportunity uh, as a Michigan fan to pick an opponent in like the playoffs, would you pick, say, a team that was maybe riding a little high, maybe had just lost in a conference title game, maybe wasn't? especially talented is that the type of team you would pick and would you expect to beat them are we really talking about the playoff here I like mean, last year's playoff playoffs i mean i'm talking about playoffs look 
We're talking about playoffs. Launching into this, Mr. Michigan State fan. Uh, well, see, actually, there were two ways. I mean, if we're talking about Michigan State, we're not talking about playoffs. So, (laughs) no, no, we're just. I mean, we're going to go with the actual quote there, which is playoffs. Talking about playoffs, I just hope we can win a game, which is which is true. Yeah, no, I'd rather uh, I'd rather talk about the uh, upcoming season, which is going to be uh, you know, this is one of the most hype uh seasons for for Michigan football since um. 2007 is probably the last time Michigan football was this hyped. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And we all know how that went. And I'm we're just, not going to talk about it. No, no, no. I'm I'm straight up stealing this from Emgo blog because every now and then they write something that makes me really laugh. I think it was Ryan Mack uh, who said, like he does the the opponent watches, which is one of the very few things that Emgo blog I read every single week. Um, so shout out uh, to Brian Mack. It's actually quite funny. It is funny. Like it's what Emgo blog used to be. Right, which yeah. is like every three weekly, but for sports. Um, yeah. So for sports, but for sports. Um, but he, I'm, I'm stealing from him, but he, he, he put it the way he put it was: the only thing to worry about is returning a quarterback and a team that went that finished fourth in the country and opening the season at home on a weird channel against the team from North Carolina. I, yeah, not great. And like oh, if you great. if you want to tell me that that Chad Henney and Mike Hart were not as good as JJ McCarthy and Blake Corum, I am interested in that argument. I'm not saying it's wrong uh-huh. for the record. Actually, you know what? Let's go through that. Do you think yeah. that, that you would rather have Jake Long, Chad Henney, Mike Hart, and I guess like implicitly Lloyd Carr? Or would you rather JJ McCarthy, Blake Corum, and the latter, absolutely Bob. the latter. Really? 100%. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I yeah. think the only thing that 2007 has over 2023 is Jake Long, which, yeah. but like even then, oh, like, okay, Mike, no, not, no, 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 Mike, Hart, Mike, Hart, tackle. Mike Hart is, 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 was rather, was much better than Blake Corum. And I'll, I'll, no. I'll put 10 toes on that. No, like, come on. Oh, wow. no. hey, hang on. You're talking about, you're talking eight about, a running back who was taken in what the sixth round? Uh, no, no, no. I'm talking through... about in college. I'm talking about in college. I, I look. His, if his only his only redeeming feature is that he never fumbled, which fine. Blake doesn't either. Well, that wasn't his only redeeming feature. I that mean, yes, Blake. We've been over this. We've been over this over uh, and over and over again. He was running through holes created by Jake Long that you could drive an F one fifty through. Look, Mike Hart, I, I, I'm, I'm, Mike Hart is one of the very few players who I can like think back on from a rival who I was like, damn, I wish I had him. Um, because he was, he was absolutely the type of player who's like, oh, I am going to make this play that you think was good into a play that is not good. And that, that was Mike Hart's superpower. Whereas Blake Corum is like, like the whole, like who, who Jackson, what was his name? Fred Jackson. Uh, um, yeah, Fred Jackson. Fred Still Jackson's alive. whole whole joke, you know, the Mike Hart butt fast. Well, not his joke. Everyone else's joke. He th- he was actually like being serious about it. Right. Um. But like the whole thing there was was always very funny. But I don't know. Regardless, regardless, I think it's probably worth noting that um, you know, as you talk about this team, like I I, I don't know that you could have higher expectations. Is my point. For Michigan now, yeah. So, like, I mean, run the table and win. I mean, do do you expect to run the table? Like, 
as as a Michigan fan, Angus, do, do you, you expect? expect it? No, you don't. You never expect something like that. But that's like that's the goal. Well, it's not the expectation. Order, well, well, let's 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 have a discussion about what makes a successful season, right? So uh, what? Ohio State Big Ten Championship successful season. Okay, so so within that, that's there's inherently a, ten and two. I would say eleven and one, but yeah, uh, yeah. I guess uh, I guess I guess you could go ten and two. Who, well, I think, who can I think, they lose I think the to minimum, and, then, and then have that? Well, they can't lose to anyone. On, it shakes out on Penn. It all shakes. It shakes out on Penn. Well, it shakes out on Penn State and Ohio State's only losses to Michigan. And but I was going to say, uh, I was going to say, maybe Michigan okay. could could lose a game in the non-conference, but <laughs> lol. Yeah, they don't. They I don't. mean, they could, but that would be that would be really no, 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 no. They cannot. They cannot lose a, a game again. Let's let's uh, let's bring up two thousand seven again. I mean, you hate to do it, but I I think that like I think realistically, if you went ten and two and won the Big Ten and beat Ohio State. I don't think you're making a 14 playoff. Like, and, and that's, I think, where we get into the question of is a Big Ten title and beating Ohio State enough? Right? Uh, because. Yes, it is. Okay. I mean, for a good season at Michigan? Yeah. I'm saying yeah. for you, for you to be happy with this season, are you cool with going to a Rose Bowl that is not part of the playoff? Oh, I don't you know. Don't. I, you don't, though, yeah, right? I don't, the I don't Rose think Bowl so. is the. Well, the no, 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 I, so fine. Uh, this year. Okay, so, so are I, you are you I, happy I with going to a, a New York Six Bowl? That's that's no, no because if you're playoffs. going to a New York Six Bowl, that means that you've gone like ten and two, and you're right. not the Big Ten champion. Well, no, because so, if, no. I mean, you could win the Big Ten and not go to the playoff. I mean, it's happened. I don't think. I don't. I don't, I don't think, think so this year. I'm that looking at the AP Top 25. I'm looking at the AP Top 25. It's Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, USC, Penn State are the top seven. Those guys are going to end up cannibal like inherently have to cannibalize each other a little bit. And then we get to Florida State, Clemson, Washington. It's not that look. It's not that hard to happen. get. No, it's not that hard to do this. Okay, Alabama and Georgia go 12 and one and 13 and 0. So those two Which get are in. not. I mean, you could. It's not that hard to conceive uh, they of. They could, but they're not. Uh, Florida State goes undefeated from the ACC. They get in. And then no way. You know, USC goes 11-1. and one. I'm just saying, I'm not sure that Michigan gets in in that scenario. Like, the SEC, if if if, if Georgia and Alabama run the table outside of each other, both get I in. think you're really stretching here. I'm not. It's not I think that S- hard to conceive I think S- of. I think, SC is the, I think SC is the stretch. So, fine. I... Oklahoma well, I goes agree undefeated. Alabama. Or not Oklahoma. Texas I agree. goes undefeated. I, that's also a stretch. I agree on the, the Alabama, Georgia, LSU. I think some combination of those three, because I believe they all play each other at least once this year. So even if – so let's say Alabama – let's say Georgia goes – was it 13-0? Alabama goes 12-1, and loses to Georgia. Michigan goes 10-2 and but beats Ohio State and then gets the Big Ten titles. But I think that – was that 11-2? and Eleven and two after beating, let's call it Ohio State and likely Wisconsin. I, that's I was going to say unless... Iowa. I think I think I think playing Iowa in a Big Ten title game to deny Iowa twenty five points a game is the best possible outcome. Are you I'd sure? <laughs> I mean, I just want to speak uh, yeah. some things. I, that I would be the funniest outcome. Into, yeah, I just want to speak some things into existence here. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> that's what you're doing. Yeah, ideally. 
Um, so, okay. So let's, 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 let's say that, that 10 and two, well, hold on. All I'm asking, I'm asking a conceptual question, right? If Michigan, let's say Michigan and Ohio state and Penn state all split, right? So each of them loses to each other. Michigan beats Ohio, uh, Ohio state loses to Penn state. Each team also loses an additional game, right? Ohio State loses a dumb one to to uh you know I don't know Purdue they do that every now and then Michigan <laughs> loses to I don't know I don't know Michigan could lose to Michigan doesn't Iowa. play anybody there isn't a second loss on Michigan's schedule which is the problem <laughs> like that's well, the reason well, why you're I think saying that as the Ohio as the as the Michigan State fan I mean no he's he's saying that as a person that's trying to figure out this hypothetical. It, you yeah. know, hypothetically, the only two possible losses are Ohio State and Penn State. Yeah, I mean, like, if Michigan loses to a team other than those two, I think that you have to be very disappointed. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, realistically speaking, if Michigan if Michigan loses to Michigan State this year, like, that's objectively terrible for them. <laughs> yes. You know, and who's like, the other like, one they're going to lose to? In Minnesota, maybe. I mean, if, if Minnesota's uh, good, I don't think Minnesota's good. Right, Minnesota, okay, yeah, well, we never know what Minnesota looks like. I'm not, I'm not speaking this into existence, however. Um, uh, Purdue, I mean, they're not that's terrible. At, that's in if Michigan. If Michigan and if the game before Penn State. State. No, and they're, they're breaking in a new quarterback. No way. No way. Oh, like, uh, we, the, the third, in the third hardest game... The third hardest game on this schedule is at Minnesota. Yeah. The fourth is at Michigan State. Michigan State is a, like the fourth hardest. I mean, it, it depends on how people shake out. If what's his face has Nebraska playing a lot better, they, no, and if, no, you no, know, way. Purdue's, no way, no way. I know, but I'm just saying if and like Purdue breaks their quarterback and has a fire their new coach, then yeah, okay, that changes. But as we're seeing right now, at Michigan State is the fourth hardest game on the schedule. Or or some something about that Maryland game, right? Like maybe Maryland's as good as everybody seems to think that they're going to be. Um, I don't not. think so. I mean, to like talk about that's what I was, I was, at that point. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's well. the reality. Like that's what happens to him. I mean, like the but 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 that's the, that's the whole thing is that like that's why I'm getting to the whole. If Michigan loses two games, I think that this is absolutely a failure of a season. Unless and, like, it's Ohio State, Penn State. No, yeah. because even if, because if you lose to Ohio State and Penn State and go ten and two, that's not a successful season. I, I mean, I agree oh, with okay, that. Okay, so you're saying yes. So, so like, 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 I'm not saying it's like knives out fire Harbaugh, who's going to be gone anyways. But um, it probably will be. Yeah, he. I mean, look, speaking he, things into existence here. <laughs> I'm not speaking that into existence. He said he tried to plea down four games, and the NCAA said no. He is not going to wait around for that. There's not a chance in hell. No, nobody would allow him. He, he, nobody in their right mind would say, "Okay, fine, you're right." I, I, I heard myself say the sentence in their right mind, and yeah. I stopped. You're right. Harbaugh <laughs> could say, but let's 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 sort of that's the sort of like the large narrative of the season, I guess. Well, I mean, we we can also say like, is he going to? Let's say he comes back and he tries to get the. The four game suspension again. That means he's going, he would be suspended for Texas, which I don't think he's going to agree to. And at Illinois, he's not going to agree to that. Yeah. At okay, Illinois, let me say it again. An annoying game. You, you know that, you know that Harbaugh is a nut job. And if he thinks that there's someone out to get him, you don't think he would stay out of spite? Uh, I don't. 
Well, no, no, I do. But I also think that he's not, <laughs> I don't, I don't think that he is necessarily going to do something that makes him look like an asshole and also tanks. The team. What? <laughs> yeah, he's definitely going to do something with the straight face. Did you hear yourself on that one? Yeah. Did you hear yourself again I, on that one? Yeah, I guess. I think the bigger, the bigger concern for him is if he does, like if he runs the table and wins the natty, I think he's gone. He's proven oh, everyone that's, yeah. proof. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. Sure. I think we're, we're working on an assumption that, 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 that does not happen, right? Like that there is sort of technically unfinished business for him. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I think the, the, the real question is for me is, you know, given that, give, let's say they go 10 and 2. Okay. Which I know uh-huh. nobody, nobody wants to acknowledge the, the reality of. I mean, it's possible. It's a college football season. Anything right. can happen. They don't, they don't, I mean, we want to start talking about the team. There's the team, no one the behind team, JJ. Um, I mean, they lost I mean, to Ham State, so like, yeah, anything's possible. Anything, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Just comes, Bowling Green comes in and just bounces them. Bowling Green is so bad. <laughs> I know. Um, UNLV, Ricky, the Ricky White game. Ricky White, two. that's much more. That's much more likely, as far as I'm concerned, because that's the funniest possible thing happening. Which is that Ricky White had one good game in his entire career, and it was in the big house, and they brought him back. Wait, was that actually his only good game? Literally ever? his only good yes. game. He had, I think, I think in a Michigan State wow. uniform, he had like 400 yards total, and that's 200 amazing. of them were that day. I did not know that. Yes. After, more than half of his receptions were in that game. Yeah. Career that's receptions. Awesome. Uh, I not career, I think career funniest... receptions at Michigan State. He's been playing well at UNL. Sorry, yes. Um, I, I think the funniest one is that somehow Auburn makes the playoffs and, and, and uh, Michigan has to face out Peyton Thorne, but with like a competent offense around him. That would be really funny. Did you just say and Auburn just... and competent offense? It's never competent. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. <laughs> Exciting? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Cha- chaotic? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I'm not sure if it's going to be good. It'll be something. Um, uh, if there's one thing I know that Hugh Freeze can deliver on, well, two things. It's uh, being a hypocrite and then chaotic offenses. I mean, say what you want about Hugh Freeze. The dude can can set up an, uh, an offensive system. Um, and, and what I would want to say extent, about Hugh Freeze... That's the extent of- it's not a, it's not a competent offensive system. It's like a high school offensive system. Uh, my, friend, my friend. I guess maybe competent. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I, I think okay, so, Alabama with like duct yeah. tape and Dr. Bo Wallace. Um, so I, I, forgot I think about him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like in, in the remember some guys, he's one of my re- favorite oh my guys God. to remember. Um, he... What about Nick Mar- Nick Marshall? Nick Marshall's great, uh, man. Um, so okay, so let's let's start talking about like the team at Michigan, um, which is I, I guess we 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 start at we start at quarterback because that's that's you know what you do. Yeah. So JJ McCarthy, inarguably the best returning quarterback in the Big Ten. Uh, yeah, he's yes, yes, yes there's no question um, about it. There there are multiple positions. Close where like it's not even close that there are that there's a better position group in the Big 10 quarterback running back offensive line uh not wide receiver 
Tight end, yes. Yeah. What? Tight end, you tight sort end? of give it. You, you you give them the benefit of the doubt because it's for what tight end. Yeah. I mean, Colson Loveland is probably I, I was, going to be. He had a really the good, best or second no best tight end in the country. Loveland, Loveland had a really good game. Let's not let's not get out over our skis. That, yeah, that is not be true. The he, had, part. he had multiple you know, good games at the end of the season as a freshman. Angus, you know, okay. could, you know, what could be very funny is the best the best tight end in the country could just be Eric Hall. Or you know, Brock <laughs> fucking Bowers. Remember him, oh, Brock, yeah. Brock yeah. Bowers. Remember that's remember why I said best or second best. Right? Yeah, no, so Loveland no, is not no, the best. No, not the best. There is no universe in which he is the best unless Brock Bowers does a Jadavian Clowney where he does not play this year. And he might not. Maybe, but I... I, I uh, Win. We would already be... <laughs> uh, so Lad, the, Lad McConkey is also still here. He's not even... He's not the best or the second best. He's, he's not even playing for third. But... <laughs> Yeah, he uh, is. I, they list him as a wide receiver, but they play him as a tight end. He's a tight end or yeah, an H back. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, the the point is at quarterback, JJ JJ is is obviously is obviously very very good. Um. Yeah. He did have some drawbacks, like deep ball, questionable deep ball. He look. Yeah. Credit to him, he fixed the hell out of it when he needed to. Right. So well, there's uh. It's going around that, like, because of the injury that to his elbow in last offseason, um, like, just the way that it was repaired with surgery, he that's why he lost the deep ball. And they're saying that, like, by the end of the season, because he was hitting it during the Ohio State and TCU games, that he fixed it. Uh, so, I would remind take that you for that what he, you will. Yeah. I would remind you that he actually, um, did not hit the deep ball against Ohio State all that often. He just kept throwing it, and he hit it four out of, like, 12, which is not good, but Ohio State's defense just was, like, really okay with the idea of Michigan getting deep shots against Yeah, they tried to do the Illinois thing, and they failed. Well, I mean, and also the entire season up to that point said, let J.J. keep trying to throw deep. He can't do it. Unfortunately, if you let him throw four deep touchdowns, uh, that's going to swing the game. Like, yeah. like, yeah, it was, it was a, a, a complete, a complete misunderstanding of like, Hey, we should let him throw deep and Hey, we should single cover their fast wide receivers with no help. There's a difference there. Yeah. Um, but so, so if it look, if JJ is a plus deep ball or even let's say average, if he's an average deep ball thrower and they run him because we've seen, we've seen Harbaugh teams get gun shy about running their quarterback when they don't feel great about the backup. Um, rightfully so, I would say. Um, then they're not gonna they're not gonna run him until like probably Penn State, if I had to guess. So that again knowing Harbaugh, like that's just not gonna happen. So that that could I mean that could that could stilt the offense. That could create a situation in which they're they get into some games that they shouldn't, right? Like you you look back at last year's Illinois game. Um, they that, that should not have been a game, and oh, by the way, they should have lost it. So, yeah. you know, like you you get into these questions of like, is Harbaugh's sort of Harbaugh bullshit going to lead to a loss when it shouldn't because they refuse to run JJ? But you're right. I don't. Has think that, that ever actually like borne out though with Harbaugh? Uh, they lost games because they refused to run Shea. Yeah, that that might have been more of a Shea thing. 
Okay. That, 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 that's that's possible. Yes. Yeah, that was Harbaugh. His last year? Okay. So, last year, no? No. It was... That It was like three years ago? Yeah, 2018. No, his last year. Who's last year? Not Kay McNamara. Oh, no, I'm confusing confusing Shea Patterson with the other one. Never mind. Who's the other one? I have no idea who the other one is. Shane Morris. I was thinking of Shane Morris. Uh, Yeah, different guy. Yeah, way different. Both five stars. Both five stars. Both five stars. Um, Shane Morris is not a five star, was he? Yep, sure was. Yes. Really? Shane Morris oh. is one of the highest graded quarterbacks in history. In Michigan what? history, yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like ninth. Get out of here. Yes, he dude. Really, Shane Morris, really I trust you. I'm not looking this up. I'm playing Zelda. He, is a, he was a can't miss five star prospect, and we did that with him. Although, to, to be fair, in fairness, to be, well, he has a strong arm. Well, he was considered a can't say, miss yeah, five star as a sophomore. And and like yeah, it's and sort of like say, they never like everybody in the it. Catholic everybody in the Catholic League as soon as they saw that said that's absolute bullshit. He's like a high three, low four, uh, yeah, but that's was. not what all the recruiting websites said. Yeah. So, anyways, going going back to going back to sort of the the, the point here. Um, as long as JJ is we have a point, I don't know. We never as long have as JJ, point. yeah. Uh, as long as JJ is healthy, I think that there's no no question that. Michigan is going to be fine here. The question is, is what happens if he's not healthy? And I actually don't know who the backup is. Uh, it's a competition between Davis Warren, some oh, Eric, not what's Tuttle, Tuttle something from Indiana. Uh, Indiana's uh, backup last year? Cool. Uh, starter? I think starter last year. Wasn't Connor Bazelak their starter? I don't know. Dylan Tuttle? Jack, Jack Tuttle. Jack Tuttle. And uh, and Alex Orgy. So yeah, Michigan's <laughs> fucked if they don't have a if if JJ goes down. Uh yeah, yeah, they don't have a backup I, right now. Yeah, uh, I mean like all the, all the, on the hold on, all the respect in the world to Davis Moore, Warren as a person. That's a yeah. great story. We wish him nothing but the best. If he plays significant minutes, you're likely not going to have a good time. No, well, we'll see. I don't know. Um. So okay. So let's move on to running back again. Um. No problems here, other than uh. You know, moral and conceptual ones. Um. Well, and his knee health. Right. I guess there well, is also the the question of. Is, I think that's a smaller question. Yeah. I mean, he seems to be fine. There, 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 there doesn't seem to He's be fine. any talk of quorum having any lingering effects. Um. No. And I guess like you, you, you get into the question of um. You know, does that even matter? Because if he's, let's say he's down for, I don't know, a couple of games at the beginning of the season, those games aren't going to be difficult. Yeah. And you can absolutely rely on a guy who, you know, is a very good pass catcher and doesn't like juice. So I, I'm yeah, sorry. So what, what, is, what, is that, what did I say that was wrong? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just saying, is that a scouting report? I mean, look, like, I don't know if like you have to like, have a conversation like, hey guys, this is the way that we deal with this. Uh just whenever Donovan Warren starts to pass tar- starts to run the ball, just remind him he can't get through it because the Jews are in charge. So he's not gonna be able to be successful because the Jews are around. And he believes that. So what can you do? Do we just let him keep going? Stop. 
I'm just, just imagining James Franklin teaching his classic <laughs> Hebrew phrases. <laughs> or the D line is like teaching like Hebrew phrases, and they're like, what the fuck is this even? <laughs> that's that's like, actually so a very angry. funny concept. It's like, what if conceptually James Franklin running out of ideas on how to stop Michigan running backs is just like, well, we can, uh, we know that they don't Play like Jews, so we're going to introduce calls in Yiddish. And and, and everybody's like, but like, if you, had, if you had to pick a coach in the if you had to pick a coach in the Big Ten to do it, it's James Franklin, right? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, James Franklin yeah. is the one who's like, well, Donovan Warren thinks that the Jews Actually, are in charge, um, so. I could see PJ Fleck doing it too, just because it's like one of those like outside the box things where he thinks he's smarter than everybody else. Yeah, I can hear that. And it's like, like no, no, but no, both of those guys are like yep. rank anti-Semitism. Just standard um, great anti-Semitism. <laughs> so uh I guess another question that I would have here is not that it matters, but I'm pretty sure Michigan has a good backup at running back. Like, is there a third um, running back? Like a like, third stringer? Yeah, who they who they like. I mean, there are some, some guys. Reason. Uh yeah, they, they have some guys, they have some recruits. Um, I honestly don't know very much about them. Uh, I think they still have CJ Stokes who like showed some things last year, but like had trouble with, uh, with fumbles. So he's currently behind Khalil Mullins. Uh, yes. Well, Mullins, we're not, he may or may not be. I'm looking at the official, I'm looking at the official depth chart. He is currently behind Khalil Mullins. Whether or not that they changes, do not have an official depth chart as a Harbaugh team. Right at it. So okay, so regardless, let's 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 move on to the to the to the wide receivers. Um, where actually one of the few places on this Michigan team, there's like not that much returning, really. Um, Roman Wilson, well, they got Roman Cornelius Wilson, Johnson. they've got Cornelius Johnson. Uh, they got. Tyler Darius Morris Clemens. flashed a little last year. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the one position group on offense where you have to do a little bit of projecting um, and hoping for a bounce back from uh, from Cornelius Johnson. I mean, Roman Wilson is one of the faster guys in the Big Ten, so the hope is that McCarthy's deep ball comes back and you can chuck it up to a really fast guy. So, that I mean, that that does fix a lot of problems, and but I mean, I, I don't think that you can sort of undercount losing Ronnie Bell. But I actually think that no. the answer the answer to how do we deal with sort of projecting wide receivers is the fact that um your best pass catcher might be a running back out of the backfield. Um Yeah, but I Edwards, mean you also like you they that's good. Like you they they want to be playing both those guys at the same time, sometimes, right? Like, they're like I, really I don't good. know if you can if you can if you can rely on Donovan Edwards for five catches and seventy five yards a game, but I don't think you really need to. I think between the tight ends, between the one or two deep balls that you do hit, like if Donovan Edwards can catch a couple balls, and and be sort of that like underneath receiver, what you would consider like usually yeah. consider that sort of catch and run underneath receiver, like. I think you're sort of fine. I don't love Michigan's options in the middle of the field at, from wide receivers, but that brings us back to the point that I don't think you need to have wide receivers in the middle of the field, right? Right. 
right? Because okay. you have because you have tight ends and you have you have Edwards, right? Between right. Denver, Don and Edwards, like, check down in spaces, uh, plays to the tight end, and a couple of deep balls you have every game. That's two hundred yards right there. Everything else is just kind of filling it in, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I and think- again, the, getting bounce back from Cornelius Johnson would be obviously helpful and you could make an argument that that's like, that's a possibility. So we'll see. Um, they're, they're not, they're not a pass heavy team anyway. So meh. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that that is, that's like a, a fair ish assessment. Um, but I think like when you, when you look at this team and you look at like what they need to be successful um, you know, you probably do need JJ throwing the ball 25, 30 times a game in those in those difficult games, those two difficult games, because this whole season boils yeah. down to two games. Um, yeah. are you gonna get enough from well I I don't know if you really need to well I think 30's we'll a lot. Need to be, I think 30's against a lot. Penn State, I don't think that's true. Ohio State, yeah, but that also let's see if they, how they do on the defensive side of the ball for Ohio state, because that was hilarious last year. So, I mean, I look, I I don't think that you can rely on, or you can assume that um, Jim Knowles is going to be a shitty offensive court or a defensive coordinator two years in a row. Like (laughs) really? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, fair, but like, you know, you, you do have to sort of, operate with some like baseline assumptions. Yeah. yeah. Um but within within that sort of that sort of framework, we that 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 brings us to uh oh yeah. That brings us to what are the most comfortable shorts on the market, Stumpy? Bird dogs. You know, Greg, we have a lot of fun on this podcast, but I think the reason we have a lot of fun is because we both don't like to wear pants. Is that correct? I am a staunch advocate of never wearing pants. But you do have to wear something, right? I, legally, when I go outside, yes. Uh, when I'm not outside, it's really up to interpretation. So I guess, like, the real question is, is, is there something that you could wear that, that makes you look good, but also looks vaguely, I don't know, acceptable in public? Well, you know, I've heard of these new things called bird dogs, which are neither birds nor dogs. We'll get to the Mm. false advertising later. But, uh, you know, they are stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, which gives me a truly sculpted look. So if I were to compare these to to maybe another brand uh, that I I don't know why we're we're mentioning actual trade names in an advertisement, but hey, that's what we were told to do. Um, What would you compare it to? Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing (laughs) as that brand that starts with an L and ends with lemon, but fit way better. I'm not going for copyright infringement. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to get in trouble either. Um, what if, but 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 could you compare them to say like your normal everyday khaki shorts? Yeah, fuck cotton. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. <laughs> yeah, cotton's super restricting. That's what everybody says about it. Um, it does bird dogs have any proprietary uh, technology? Right, everybody likes technology. Do they have anything new that they did? 
Yeah, they did a bunch of ketamine and came up with and <laughs> fixed this issue by invent, inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit. You guys can't do it, but I'm doing this, this slimmer fit. You can't see it without having to sacrifice any movement. Well, that's great. Um, Greg, do you like smelling like shit in your shorts? I <laughs> no, so I I try not to shart very hard, but just in case I do, Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps me cool and dry all day long. Uh well, I guess, you know, if if I wanted to purchase a pair of these shorts that are neither birds nor dogs, what could I do? You should go to www.birddogs dot com backslash pool that's pool p-o-o-l like liverpool but you know better and enter promo code again pool p-o-o-l for a free yeti style tumbler nope (laughs) your order that's birddogs.com backslash pool for a free tumbler you you won't want to take your bird dogs off we promise you. Please, please, please don't sue us. We really don't have a lot of money. So, offensive line, I want to go through I, relatively wait, I know I say this a lot, but that was definitely the worst one. Yeah, that wasn't great, but, you know, whatever. Um, so, uh, talk to me about the offensive line, Angus. I remember last year that there were a number of good people on the offensive line. Did you lose any of them? Perhaps one we... of the more important ones? We lost, well, we lost, uh, the two, our two tackles and our center. However, they re- reloaded at center with one of the better centers in the country from Stanford. Uh, he is likely to win the job. And then the two tackles, they have depth and guys who could have started pretty much anywhere in the Big Ten last year. So it'll be fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. <laughs> Just okay, Just good, like that. good. Like that. Okay, that's great. You had you uh, had me you had me convinced until everything is fine. <laughs> the, the defeat in your brain. I mean, like, oh, it's not well. I, so I, so ta- at tackle, they've got three guys battling for two spots. Uh, got Carson mm-hmm. Barnhart, Trente Jones, and Ladarius Henderson. Uh, Darius Henderson just got to campus in the fall, so he's still getting spun up. Uh, but I think the expectation is he'll win the job. And then Trente Jones versus Carson Barnhart last year. And they like basically split snaps last year. So I don't know. I like trust in Sherrod more at this point. I don't like it's, they're still going to be the best line in the big 10. Okay. That's, uh, that's fine. Um, Within that sort of context though, I I think that it's important to remind uh, folks and people that um, center is a really, really important position. And mm-hmm. just because you, well, I'm just going to use an analogy, okay? Let's say you go out and you get a transfer at, at a certain position. And that transfer is the best Like they position. did last year? Yep. No, no, Exactly like they did last year. And maybe I'm making a cross analogy here. Okay. May, let's say you go out and you get a transfer. And that transfer happens to be the best player at that position in the country when you have him. And he goes off to the NFL and you're like, man, that was awesome. Let's go do that again. And you go out and you get a transfer and you bring them in and they're not Kenneth Walker the third. 
Yep, I, it took me a second, but I got where he was going with this. And so I think, I think like, at, I, I think at tackle, you're fine because Barnhart and Jones, look, do I think that they would start at most Big Ten teams? Yeah, most Big Ten teams suck. But like, we're not, again, we don't hold Michigan, at least I don't hold Michigan to the standard of, are they better that's than standard. the average Rutgers, right? Like, that's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is, are they better than Ohio State, Penn State, and the team that they would face in the in the playoff? So within that, I mean, are you cool with Trente Jones and Carson Barnard against? Yes. Yes. Really? You're good with them against? Against, against Georgia tackles. Or Georgia's tack- defensive tackles, yeah. I mean, yes, they're they're really good. <laughs> okay. I, like, I I don't know how else to say that. Like, they're, they are actually good. And we also have the best O-line coach in the country training them up. So, yeah, it'll be fine. Everything is fine. I actually like the fact that Do we are. Do you just like not place. pay attention to the SEC? He doesn't. He's, uh, he's unaware. Of SEC. O- oh no, I don't really pay attention to the SEC. Nope. Can, can we can we best talk about O-line the fact coach that Sharon Shira- okay. Moore is not the best O line coach in the country? They and also I love the Joe no, no, Moore Award love, the past two years. I forgot that the Joe Moore Award was for coaches. I you know I must have missed that when it was turned out to be for the coaches. I miss that. But you know what I don't miss? And I what I don't forget is when Ed Warriner was the best offensive line coach in the Burn country. Dogs. Oh. No, we already did that. Um <laughs> But like the, the thing is is that like anytime anybody says that a coach is the is a, an O-line coach is the best O-line coach in the country, I take that with all of the grains of salt. Because uh-huh. it's so hard to figure out who's actually good at coaching O-line. The actual answer is probably whoever the hell was coaching O-line at Wisconsin for the last 30 years. And yeah, I probably. would argue, I would argue actually that the probably the most important O-line coach is the strength and conditioning coach. So like if, if you're going to tell me that, what's his name? The, what's uh, his ben name? Herbert. You Andrew, mean the, the former guy from Wisconsin? <laughs> yeah. Herbert is the best offensive line coach in the country. I'll hear you. I'll hear that. But Sharon Moore is a very, very talented up and coming coach. I'm not going to anoint him quite yet. I, I'm sorry, but the only, the most talented O-line coach in the country is whoever is coaching at one of the service academies. Because to take a bunch that's of 210 true. pound guys yeah, and kick 300 yards a game, the that's the best yeah. O-line coach. That, that actually yeah, that's is the, the best O-line coach in the country. Um, so let's, let's talk about, yeah, so I think an offensive line, like, I think it's notable and maybe, maybe just because like, it's, it's, it's just not an issue. Um, but I think it's notable that you haven't mentioned the best guard maybe in the country, um, in Zach Zinter here, which fixes. Oh, do I have to mention him? Because he's great. We love him. Right. So (laughs) the, the, the reality here is that even if other parts of the line are not great, you do still have like a certain amount of coverage where Zinter, I think, like, I think I, that if- it's Zinter and the other, I, I'm, the name is escaping me for some reason. Uh, Zinter and the other guard came back too, and he's great. So the, regardless, I think, I think that you, you, you have the makings of Trevor a good, Keegan. Trevor, Trevor Keegan. Keegan. Yes. Also he's not very, as good as good. Zinter, but very good. Um, yeah. So I think like when you look at a red shirt senior, yeah, I think he's, yeah, he's got the experience. Yeah, he'll 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 be very good. Um, he's probably like second team All Big Ten caliber. He'll be he'll be very good. 
Zinter is probably all American caliber. I don't want to say that he will be an all American, but that's that's the level. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, if he plays if he plays as well as he can, he's obviously uh all American. Yeah. So um beyond that, I think that like what we're looking at is is a question of um on on the offense is really can can you get to a point where you don't need JJ McCarthy to throw or run the ball? Right? Like, can you make your most talented offensive player obsolete? Is the way that this team becomes, you know, in my mind, special. Which is like a very weird way of putting it, but I think I think my point is well taken, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean uh, I see where yeah. you're going with it, yes. I mean I I yeah, I get where you're going with this. Uh so- but I mean, yes, they they have they have the makings of an offensive line like last year, and they have one of the best running back duos in the country. So, so, so I, it's it's funny you went with hyperbole for offensive line coach and not for the running backs, which is I think actually like a consensus opinion that they are the best pair of running backs in the country. Oh, cool. I'm I'm, I'm nice. fairly certain that's a that's a consensus opinion, but. Um, so let's let's talk about the defense, where there are a few more concerns and questions, as far as I can tell. There's one major question. The rest there's, of them are there's there's one major fine. question. I, I would say there's one major question. There's two iffy questions. Questions that I'm I'm not sure that you have the answer to, and then a whole bunch of returning greatness. So up the middle uh, is fine to great, depending on exactly how much you believe Camp Chatter. Um, uh, yeah. Chris, and, Chris, Chris and Jenkins Bruce is Feldman's there. freak list as right. always. Yeah. As always. <laughs> right. Um, I, I, so un- in the tank, it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> unambiguously, unambiguously, Chris Jenkins is, 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 is very, very good. Yeah. Um, he is, he's going to be in the NFL. I think ne- next time this year, this year, next, yeah. yeah. Next time this year. Yeah. He definitely this time is next year. He's a senior. Um, I don't know what he is. I don't know what anyone is anymore. Yeah, COVID weird. Made, COVID year made everything weird. So like, yeah. I, I don't actually yep. know how old anybody is. The the nope. no idea. The, the other defensive tackle is going to be either a very large person or the other guy whose name I don't remember. Um. Yeah. Kenneth Gant is like a. a I've been called uh, so this. Mason Graham is who you're thinking of. Mason Graham is who I'm thinking of. Right. Kenneth yes. Gant is a very large person. Kenneth Graham Mason- is the very large like earth-sized human who will just right. stuff runs yeah um plug holes now, mason graham uh is is like the like graham glasgow to, yeah. yeah like the graham He's, glasgow 285 290 gets in between the gaps stops plays but was like very good as a as a freshman so right. like and so I, I think, are there to be great and and I'm, I'm a big believer in if your defensive tackles are good your defense is good um yep. Michigan State's defense collapsed when Jacob Slade, um, like like that four game collapse happened because we lost our safety, our best safety and our best defensive tackle last year, and the run defense cratered because Jacob Slade wasn't there anymore and Simeon Barrow wasn't ready. Um, yeah. So so just going to Michigan, like I think it's like a, there are there there are much worse ways to build your defense than Chris Jenkins is is very very good and your other two options, you know, your three man rotation for two spots, you really want four. And I think that their answer there is what Cam Good, which is like whatever your fourth defensive For, tackle being Cam yeah. Good is fine. Yeah, he's um, all right. He's not going to play. He needs to play. Rayshon 
Rayshon Benny. Rayshon Benny is good. He's like fine as a backup. Again, like these are guys who who really you need to play a ton of minutes a year from now. But um, but right now it's like as your fourth defensive tackle, you can live with it. Um, yeah. In terms of the in terms of the problems though, and the questions, mm-hmm. and here are the two yeah. questions that I have: is defensive end. Both yeah. Sides. Uh, defensive end. They they brought in the transfer Josiah Stewart, who to... pure rush. Uh, pure rush end. Uh, maybe sure. I don't know. Well, like, um, the, the the way that they have him, they they have him listed um, at like two thirty, and they have him listed at that same position that Michigan, like for a while, Michigan's defense called it like almost a linebacker, like like their weak side defensive yeah. end. We call it a weak side defensive end, but they called it as like a like a what they call it a jack or a rush or some some sort of stupid name that these jack sounds are. right, yeah. Um, yeah. And they have him listed at that. And that's basically like a pass rusher function. Um, they don't right. take on tight ends. They don't, they're, they're not there to stop the run. I'm not saying that he'd be bad yeah. against the run. I'm just saying that like, you don't need him in there when you play. He, he doesn't need to play against Illinois is a good example. And right. right. Michigan, Michigan has him listed at 250 now. So take, take with that oh, what you will. Never mind. <laughs> I, I, I remember him coming in at 230, but if he's at 250, then, then great. I, can, he might have oh. come in at 230. Up at 250. Yeah. And Mason Graham, they have at 320. Oh, wow. Um, so anyways, but but so so you have Josiah Stewart on one end, and on the other end you have some buddy. I don't Braden remember. Braden McGregor. Who it is. Uh Braden McGregor. Yeah, Braden so, McGregor and uh is, Derek the, Ger- Moore. is the Germans uh oh, um yeah, Derek Moore is, 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 is gonna be good too. Oh no, the German is not there anymore. Uh, um the German. Is the German. Um but so here, here's a good example of why I have a question here. Not that there's not an answer, but it's just a question, right? I don't think there's an answer to CB2. I think this is a question with a potential answer, um, uh-huh. which is that you have defensive ends who we've not seen any of these guys be very successful. But we also have, I don't remember the last time that we didn't have very good defensive ends at Michigan, right? Last year, it was, uh, last it was, year. It was mediocre. And these guys didn't break through, which is the point that I make. Um, right. And so, like, McGregor, Moore, and uh, Harrell? Is that his name? Jalen Harrell? Jalen Harrell, yeah. Yeah. None of them popped in the way that, like, everybody expected Jalen Harrell to be another uh, David o- Ojabo, Obajo, Ojabo. No, they did not. I remember that. I remember Jalen I... Harrell is going to wreck worlds as a as a pass rusher. I remember that talk. No. Okay. No. Okay. No. Okay. Um, the point no, is that, that is incorrect. Is that um, okay? The point is is that Michigan last year was mediocre, and none of the re- three returning guys and one and look, maybe the transfer is good, maybe he's not. You you never assume a trans a guy who's transferring from a lower level to a higher level is going to maintain their their clip, right? So you, if he's if you're very good at Coastal Carolina, you would assume that you are solid for the Big Ten, and solid right. is really all they need. Right. Because mm-hmm. as we get through this team, like it's really all they need. But if he's not solid or if McGregor slash Moore are not solid, then you start getting into, okay, does Michigan have a problem? But I don't think that they will. I think that Moore and Stewart will be good, like yeah. good sort of collectively. Um, and with Jenkins and Graham, it sort of makes it a little bit more moot because so much attention has to be paid to the middle. Yeah. Um, 
And that re- brings us to what I think is not, you you would have thought that it would have been a strength by now, but it's not, um, which is the, the middle linebacker position and Junior Colson. I think that by now, everybody, I would have assumed that he would be like, oh shit, he's really good. This is a guy who started as a true freshman. Um, uh, so it's actually, it's interesting. He's not the guy who I think makes or breaks this. It's Ernest Hausman. It was one so, of the better. Right. So for, for those of you who don't know, Ernest Hausman started as a true true freshman or red true freshman? Linebacker last year yeah, at Nebraska. At Nebraska. Really good. True really freshman. Good. True freshman. Yeah. Really true good. Freshman. And now is coming in and playing at Michigan. Um, yeah. By the time Michigan plays a real game, he will probably be a starter. But I don't know how Michigan, I don't know how Michigan is going to deal with their sort of strong side linebacker, Mike linebacker, weak side linebacker thing, because obviously this is, this is a, another situation where um, the defensive coordinator, you know, you can do it in a number of ways. Um, maybe, maybe well, the, the depth that, chart. Uh, go ahead. The depth chart has him as a dude, has the second deep uh, weak side linebacker, but I think you're about to make the point that I'm going to make. So go ahead. So the the question is if he's good enough to be to be a such a, a, a second Mike, can they use that that third linebacker as what they used to do, which is that like Viper, which is where Michael Barrett comes in? Yeah, and that's what they're that's honestly that, that that's what they might do. Right, and that's uh, that's what I assume they're going to do. Actually, um, yeah. I think that's the goal. That's definitely the goal. I don't know if that's if they're going to get there, but. Well, that, that's that's sort of the, the the benefit of Michigan not having a serious schedule for the first month of the season is that they can play with it. Right. Right. You you can see fairly I, quickly. And again, I, I mean, really, they don't they shouldn't be te- Michigan should not be tested until the first week of November. So in theory, I mean, you kind of have to watch out for the for the you know surprise trap games and everything. But you should be able to work out, especially the first month where you're playing a glorified high school team. And then, I mean, the rest of the Big Ten outside of the top three, maybe four teams is a joke. So, like, you have time to work this stuff out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, look, I'm I'm, I'm not going to disrespect my own team and say that Michigan can walk into Spartan Stadium at night and be fine. I think that they, that they have to take that game very seriously, but that's not the same as Bowling Green coming to town, right? Like, that, that that's a different right. situation, right? It ramps up. Correct. But, but right. I think I think that by the time you get to you know October what thirteenth I think 21st. is that Saturday twenty um, first I thought that that's so yeah. October October fourteenth the week before the Michigan State game I think you're going to have the answers oh, that, you, that, that that you that you need and you're going to be firing on all cylinders um, so that's also not the position where I am like even a little bit concerned that's no but I, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna end on the position that you're concerned about because i'm gonna run through the safeties very quickly which is to say that you have two returning starters both of whom are fine to good good yeah um more in more in page uh did not make mistakes a ton of mistakes last year i didn't think either of them was special but they didn't need to be and they didn't make mistakes and that's fine um cb1 boring safeties is, are good boring safeties are good we will we will die on that hill boring safeties are good um if you're not a boring safety don't be a safety be a nickel, be a hybrid space player, be a cornerback. Don't be a safety. Um, or play in a one high system in which the other safety is like a box safety, but that's fine. Um, and Will Johnson does have a shout for one of the better corners in the country. Um, I'm not sure if he's the best corner in the country. I, I'm not sure that I would give him that. I think that he's in the conversation with maybe five or six people to be that person. Um, 
but cornerback number two is a problem because right now they they want to keep Mike Sanderson starter. Right, they want to keep Mike Sanderson as the nickel. Um, and that's mm-hmm. when they say nickel, they mean against passing teams, right? So when Michigan plays running teams, I sorry, I I didn't I didn't explain this. When Michigan plays running teams, they set up differently than when they play passing teams. The third, the 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 against passing teams, they run a four-two-five with Sanderson as the nickel. When they mm-hmm. play running teams, they play it more of a traditional four-three. Against running teams, Sanderson will be cornerback number two. I think that that's that's the the plan. The problem is is that when you have a team that runs out eleven personnel constantly, which is not every team, but Michigan will play teams that want to throw the ball. Maryland does. Um, obviously, Ohio State does. Penn State will want to probably yep. throw the ball more than you'd think because I think mm-hmm. that they like Drew Alarm more than they than they otherwise. Uh, they Can otherwise we talk about him in, in, like when we're done with this? Because I don't sure. think he's that good. He's all right. You're wrong. Um, but cornerback number two is a problem or, because the 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 guy who Michigan was hyping up was a converted wide receiver who is now hurt. Now. Sometimes when you bring a, a converted position player to a new position and he's the starter. Or that's just camp talk. Or that's camp talk. But sometimes when you bring in a converted player to the position group, sometimes it's because that guy is a special athlete and you just had him in the wrong spot. I'm going to give you two examples. One, Mike Sanderson. He he moved over and was good at the job. Good for him. Another example, Jeremy Langford, who came into Michigan State as a defensive back. They moved him to running back and he was an NFL runner. Great. Cool. 99% of the time, it's bad. It means something is bad. Um, because it means that the other guys who you recruited to do the job can't do the job, which is a big problem. Now, I don't know which Amari and Walker fit into, and I don't know that we ever will know because he got hurt. And I don't know, but because it's camp and because it's Harbaugh specifically, we have no idea how hurt we he don't is. know. We know right. nothing. He could he could have he could have had a sprained ankle on the day that media was allowed in, and okay, he'll be back tomorrow. And he could have you know we're not wishing this a much more serious injury that we won't see him for six weeks or ten weeks. Um, we we just don't know. And the other options at cornerback too are not great, um, at least based on our understanding. Yeah, maybe we don't Chishon know. Sean Harris, uh, German Green. Uh, so German Jayden Green is not going to play. He's not good. Um, there's Jair Hill, who was a good recruit, um, and uh, maybe he just like didn't have much of a chance to play last year. I don't know. Uh, and then they brought in the guy from UMass, who apparently is leading the conversation right now, which I don't know what Josh that Wallace. says. Yeah, Josh Wallace. Yeah, that's, that's um, not but that might just be that like cornerback is is number two. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. It's a problem, but again, second quarterback, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. It, this is something that like isn't really going to matter probably until I'm going to say Michigan State because the last time that we had a problem cornerback uh, against yeah. Michigan State, that was that was a real issue. <laughs> Which brings um, us back to Ricky. I would say- um but but anyway Michigan is game eight so wait game eight game 10 11 and 12 i think are the ones where it's really going to be that michigan state penn state maryland and ohio state yeah but also if we make the big 10 title 
Yeah, I'm saying specifically against passing teams. And then I, I know you said Iowa in the Big Ten title game. I would still uh, – I mean, I'm, we have to see what Fickle can do, but Wisconsin as a passing team is always going to be a weird <laughs> concept, but that might be what they are this year. That's true. It's not. super weird. No, Phil Longo is going to – like. I'm going to shout out Mike Felder here. He he said, "Look, they're 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 going to run the ball. It's fine." Um, but and then for 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 Michigan, just to round out our thing here, um, they're they have it. They're breaking in a new kicker, um, and punter, and punter, and that's sort of a big deal because Michigan had uniquely amazing special teams for the last couple of years. Not um, it was like the past five years. <laughs> like Jake Moody was really really good. He was drafted in the third round. Like really and good. really consistent. Um yeah. and like yeah. I can tell you, you you can lose games by not having a good field goal kicker. Um, I point you to Illinois. <laughs> I was gonna say ask Nick Saban. Also that. Um so I, I'm I'm the the options at kicker, if I'm not mistaken, are not are are a freshman and a transfer. Uh freshman and then transfer. Uh, yeah, but, but the transfer, I think from Louisville is, is good. Um, and I don't know. I mean, you probably don't want to be starting. I, I don't know. What do we think about freshman kickers? Uh, I'm totally there, fine like... with freshman kickers. I, I think that like kicking is one of those skills where it's like, it doesn't matter if you're 18, if you're good at it and you're, co- and you're cocky enough. Yeah. You're fine. I mean, and a... if you're not, you're not. Yeah. I mean, it was, he was a good recruit. So the, the options at kicker are good. Uh, yeah, and then punter. It's the Big Ten, so you want to be you want to be punting well, but I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, ob- obviously, you would you would ideally have a good punter there. Um, I'm not sure that Michigan will have a good punter. Um, and we don't know because I I mean, who knows? Um, kick returning is probably so hard. Roman, to, yeah, yeah, kick returner is probably going to be Roman Wilson. He's fast. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and probably punt return as well. Um, Tyler, so in, uh, Tyler Morris is the leader for punt return, according to this. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so that that sort of is what it is. Um, oh, we didn't think, mention Tyler Morris. He's yeah, he's another good potential receiver. But um, um, he's new. So. Yeah. So I, I think in light of all of that, in light of all of that information. Um, I, I, just to sort of bring us back from a narrative perspective, um, I think that going into this season, um, there are two games in the in the regular season that you can conceivably lose without something really, really different happening. Right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. if you have if you have a a situation where you lose to anybody other than Penn state and Ohio state, I think you have to, you have to see this season as a failure, but within that, I think that there's a lot of room for, um, for Harbaugh to, to sort of grow because those games are what you, some you said 10 and 12. Uh, for Penn state, Ohio state. Correct. Yeah. So you have you have nine weeks. You know what? Let's 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 give again, like at Michigan State, the the the, the fear factor that it that it deserves. Um, you have seven weeks to figure it out, and I think I think like as we go through it, I think that we as a as a podcast probably expect Michigan to go eleven and one. 
um, like collectively. I don't see them beating Ohio State three mm-hmm. games in a row. Not like that's just that's super feelings bally because I think they're a better team than Ohio State. That is so um, feelings bally. It's one hundred percent feelings bally. If you if you change the names from Michigan to blue and Ohio State to red, I would say oh blue is going to win by you know ten to fourteen. Um, but just feelings bally, you know whatever. Sure. And yeah. Penn and Penn State. Penn State, I think is is a is a difficult game. Um, especially I on the think road. So. You don't think Penn State on the road is a is a difficult game? I think that their offensive line, like every year, is absolute trash. And I think by that game, Drew Aller will be a shell of himself because that's how Penn State works. Again, slightly feelings bully, but also usually true. <laughs> so, like, I can't yeah. I can't really dispute that because it's not wrong. Yep. Um. So yeah, so I mean, I think I think I don't know. Let's 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 go on 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 record with predictions now. Um, I'm saying eleven and one. I I don't know which one of those two games, but I I don't I think I think Michigan splits Penn State and Ohio State. I I think that those three teams are going to beat each other, and it's just the question of if any of them drops another game. And I don't think Michigan drops another game. Yeah, um, there are not many years where I can predict twelve and zero, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, I mean, look, take 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 what you can what 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 you're given. Yeah. Um. So okay, so you're giving one college football. I'm going eleven one. College football is hard. You're gonna drop you. It's hard to go twelve and zero. I think that, that, is, that is a that is a fair assessment. Um. So okay, so uh, with that, if if you guys have anything else you want to talk about with Michigan, um, I would just uh, take this opportunity to remind you that. Uh, Bo Schepmeckler knew that uh, terrible things were going on in his program and they still have a statue of him and they still have a building named after him. Shout out Jordan Acker. You don't have to build, you don't have to name buildings after shitty people. You can name them after good people or you can name them after not people. Uh, you don't have to name them after shitty people. Go look yeah. up, uh, dear, dear listener, go look up his uh, Reddit Ask Me Anything. It was great. He said that you should name buildings after shitty people because buildings are shitty too. I'm paraphrasing, but whatever. <laughs> Uh, if you would like yeah. to uh, find uh, hey, my... hey, Twigs. Hey, yeah. Uh, and corporations are people, right? Uh, corporations are people. Um, mm-hmm. you, but you know what? Corporations are super people because corporations should have free speech, but people should not. <clears throat> and the reason why people should not have free speech is you can find us on uh, Twitter or X. You can find Jason at Nerdangus. You can find uh, Greg at Mr. Motorizing 89. You can find all of us at TLS TDS. You can also find us on Blue Sky. Um, I'm, I'm starting to, 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 I don't know. What, what do they call it there? Tweet, post, whatever. Um, they're a little bit more. Again, TLS TDS. Um, please uh, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your local Michigan fan. I think that we were very fair with this. With this assessment, and I don't, I think I only made like three or four shitty comments, which I'm super proud of. Um, but, uh, yeah, obviously, dear listener, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thank you so much, and we will see you next time. Podcast Network.